welcome to NTD News Today. I'm Chris Beers. Here are today's top stories. The clock is ticking as the debt ceiling showdown wages on. U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen warns of a constitutional crisis. Leaked videos of Florida Governor Ron DeSantis show him preparing to debate then-President Trump. How are lawmakers responding to the leak? We bring you their reactions. Tucker Carlson's attorney had some strong words in defense of his client. He called the idea that anyone could silence him beyond preposterous. Today marks the 78th anniversary of the end of World War II. The Ukrainian ambassador to Germany said that the ongoing war in Ukraine bears similarities to 1945. On the streets of Manhattan, a unique cultural performance celebrates the upcoming World Falun Dafa Day. Participants share what the practice means to them. U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen on Sunday issued a stark warning on the debt ceiling. She says that a failure by Congress to act could trigger a constitutional crisis. NTD's Daniel Monahan has more on the Treasury Secretary's comments. Yellen says the debt ceiling has been raised 78 times since 1960, three times during the prior administration, always with bipartisan support. Here's Yellen on ABC's This Week on Sunday. It simply is unacceptable for Congress to threaten economic calamity for American households. Yellen says the U.S. must pay its bills. There is no way to protect um, our financial system and our economy other than Congress doing its job. One theory being floated is that the Treasury could use the 14th Amendment to declare the debt ceiling unconstitutional. Section 4 of the amendment states that the validity of the public debt of the United States shall not be questioned. The clause has been largely unaddressed by the courts, but Yellen believes such a step would trigger a constitutional crisis. Meanwhile, a group of 43 Republicans in the U.S. Senate say they oppose raising the debt ceiling without significant spending and budget reforms. They are led by Utah Senator Mike Lee. The group sent a letter to Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer saying, quote, The Senate Republican Conference is united behind the House Republican Conference in support of spending cuts and structural budget reform as a starting point for negotiations on the debt ceiling. Schumer has stoked fears of a Social Security shutdown if the debt limit is not raised. The senator wonders how those dependent on it will pay rent and buy food. Schumer added that two-thirds of the debt we incurred came from Donald Trump and was voted on by Republicans. President Biden is scheduled to sit down with House Speaker Kevin McCarthy on Tuesday to discuss a path forward on the federal debt ceiling. Biden has steadfastly said he will not negotiate over any debt ceiling increase, but would discuss budget cuts after a new limit is passed. Daniel Monahan, NTD News. Lawmakers are responding to leaked videos of Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. The footage appears to show the governor preparing for a debate with then-President Trump. Here are the reactions. Florida Republicans respond to leaked videos of Governor Ron DeSantis. The video from 2018 was released by ABC News. It shows DeSantis preparing to debate Trump without offending the Trump fan base. Is there any issue upon which you disagree with President Trump? Obviously there is because I've, I've, been, I've voted contrary to him in the Congress. I have to frame it in a way that's not going to piss off all his voters. The person you heard asking DeSantis the question about Trump is Congressman Matt Gates. Gates commented on the leak saying, I ran the DeSantis debate prep in 2018. 
Though I prefer Trump for president bigly, the release of these videos by the person operating the camera is disloyal hackery that I do not abide. Staffers who leak on the candidates they've done work for deserve the reputation they get. Similar to Gates, Congressman Byron Donalds also voiced his support for Trump in 2024. Nevertheless, he criticized the leak writing, I was on the DeSantis debate prep team. These tapes should not have been leaked. It's low class. A spokesman for DeSantis reportedly told Fox News the videos are another swing and a miss from Disney-funded ABC. The best their propaganda machine could do with the 2.5 hours of leaked footage is further proof that Ron DeSantis is unwilling to be anyone but his authentic self, no matter the politics. NTD reached out to ABC for comment on being funded by Disney, asking if they had any bias in leaking the videos. We didn't immediately hear back. The outlet also published this video showing DeSantis reportedly discussing how to respond to accusations that he'd made a racist comment. We did such a horrible job of pushing back on all these stupid stories from the beginning that they're, he's going he's gonna to do, he's going to yep. rattle off the list. Yes. In total, the outlet received over two hours of footage showing the governor preparing to debate various topics. Senator Kirsten Sinema says she is absolutely done with political parties and will never join the Republican Party. Sinema left the Democratic Party last year and registered as an independent. In an interview with Face the Nation, Sinema said she finds fault with both Democrats and Republicans. Even though she spent four years as a Democrat before becoming an independent, she said on the show that she is not looking to now become a Republican. She said, quote, you don't go from one broken party to another. Earlier this year, Senate Minority Whip John Thune called on Cinema to consider caucusing with Republicans or to become an official member of the party. Cinema currently caucuses with Democrats, as do two other independents in the Senate. Their participation allows the Democrats to keep a majority hold over proceedings in the upper chamber. Tucker Carlson's attorney says his client will not be silenced. The attorney said it's beyond preposterous that anyone would be able to silence Carlson and prevent him from speaking to his audience. Reports have been circulating claiming that Fox News hasn't actually fired Carlson and is still keeping him under contract. Carlson has not publicly addressed the matter. Carlson has only spoken out once after leaving Fox News, posting a two-minute video. In it, he said that media companies actively collude to shut down topics that do not benefit corporations or elite members of society. The Department of Transportation has announced a new plan. It calls for compensating stranded passengers whose flights were delayed or canceled. The proposal would force airlines to foot the bill for meals, hotels, and for rebooking flights. And the department says the plan is aimed at better protecting airline passengers from experiencing financial losses due to cancellations and delays. The proposal would cover compensation for passengers when there is a controllable airline cancellation or significant delay. The department did not provide an exact definition of a controllable cancellation or delay. Democrats seem less than enthusiastic about the prospect of a second term for President Biden. That, according to a new Washington Post-ABC News poll, it reports that about 58% of Democrats and Democratic-leaning independents would like to see someone else nominated. Only 36% said Democrats should nominate the sitting president. Among all adults, the poll shows that nearly two-thirds feel that Biden lacks the mental sharpness for another term. And 62% said he is not in good enough physical health to serve effectively as president. 
Biden shrugged off concerns about his age in an interview last Friday with MSNBC's Stephanie Rule. She asked why he, at age 82 in 2024, would be the right person for the world's most important job. Because I've acquired a hell of a lot of wisdom. I know more than the vast majority of people. I'm more experienced than anybody's ever run for the office. And I think I've proven myself to be honorable as well as also effective. Biden has been dodging the media's questions about his age after announcing his re-election bid in April. GOP contender Nikki Haley hinted that even if Biden wins re-election, he won't be able to complete a second term. She said those who voted for him were actually voting for his vice presidential candidate, Kamala Harris. Blind people in Chicago could soon have safer street crossings. A federal ruling is pushing the city to install more audible cues at intersections. NTD's Colin Fredrickson has more. Blind pedestrians are taking a risk every time they cross Chicago streets. A federal court decided the city was violating the Americans with Disabilities Act by not having more streets equipped with technology to help the blind. Because Chicago is a large city, there are additional complications when we're using those orientation and mobility skills uh, when we're listening to what's going on around us. The recent Chicago decision mirrors a previous federal ruling for New York City. In that case, the city must make at least 10,000 of its intersections audible. It's ahead of schedule in complying. The street crossings with audible signals let blind pedestrians know when it is safe to cross and when they should wait. It's very helpful because it tells you, you know, when you approach a traffic light, you're always going to know that you're, you're catching it at the beginning because you hit the button and then it's, it starts telling you. It takes away a lot of the anxiety of, you know, when it's safe to cross. Currently, less than three dozen of Chicago's 3,000 intersections have audible crossing signals. A future hearing is still needed to determine how many intersections must be upgraded and when. I've had several close calls uh, and been lucky that I got knocked backwards and not under the wheel. Because the Chicago class action lawsuit ruling was a landmark decision, it could pave the way for the entire country to start to equip intersections nationwide with the technology. Colin Fredrickson, NTD News. Here's a heartwarming story. A firefighter went beyond the call of duty and changed the life of the newest member in town. An Alabama woman was stunned when a first responder came to her rescue so quickly after calling 911. But it turns out it was a neighbor who has now become one of her closest friends. Hey, Miss Judy, how are you? There's a half a century between them. I'm good, I'm good. But a couple of moving boxes and a medical emergency mark the beginning of a beautiful friendship between Dylan Farley and Judy Groover. Tell me exactly what happened. Oh, I just moved here and I've been unpacking boxes and my back is killing me. Judy calls it one of the most painful experiences of her life. Uh, it, it just, it was excruciating. It really was. The then 78-year-old was lifting heavy moving boxes on her own. She's new to Moores Mill, Alabama, so no friends or family were on hand to help. I could step out my front door and see her house and... It just wouldn't make sense to go out your front, be able to see someone in need and then not go help them. Before Judy could hang up the phone with 911, Dylan was at her door. I was thrilled to see him. I said, gosh, you were fast. And he explained that he was my neighbor. As he helped her into the ambulance. 
I got a key to her house so I could come uh, <laughs> feed the dog and take care of everything later if she was still at the hospital. But Dylan knew his work wasn't done. These days, paramedics are trained not just to answer calls, but to prevent the next one. So Dylan texted colleagues at the fire station and he showed up at Judy's store again, this time with 10 other volunteer firefighters ready to help remove those stacked boxes so Judy wouldn't get hurt again. With laughter and memory shared, she says it was almost like a party. Since then, Hey, Miss Judy. Hey. Her new friends and neighbors have made repeat house calls. I'm very stubborn, very independent, but I have learned to have patience. And this back deal has really made me aware that I'm not spring chicken anymore. And um, I have to rely on other people. The moving boxes are long gone, but their bond still growing. I don't know how to put it other than just close friends. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
The EU Commission has also submitted a proposal to widen the range of banned exports to Russia. The Commission did not immediately respond to a request for comment. Chinese Ministry spokesperson Wang Wenbin said if sanctions come into force, China will take firm action to safeguard its interests. Since the start of the conflict in February last year, the EU has adopted 10 sanctions packages against Russian individuals and companies. It's an effort to inflict economic hardship, making financing of the war more difficult. Cost MNS, NTD News. NASA and Rocket Lab USA have successfully launched a pair of satellites into space. They are the first in a group of four satellites tasked with monitoring tropical storms and hurricanes. The rocket took off from the launch site in New Zealand just after 1 p.m. local time today. Previous attempts were postponed due to bad weather. The satellites are each the size of a shoebox. They are now orbiting at a distance of more than 300 miles from Earth. The so-called Tropics constellation will consist of four low-Earth orbit satellites. Rocket Lab CEO Peter Beck said the satellites have real potential to save lives. That's by providing more timely data about storm intensity and providing advanced warning to those storms in storm pathways. He said the company looks forward to launching the second pair of satellites in the coming days. More news from space. Europe's next-generation weather satellite has sent back its first pictures of our planet. The images were taken in March. According to the European Space Agency, they show much of northern and western Europe blanketed in clouds, with relatively clear skies over Italy and the western Balkans. A time-lapse of the image also show the sunset sweeping across Africa. ESA says the new satellites can take pictures more frequently, once every 10 minutes, and with higher resolution. The agency expects them to revolutionize weather forecasting in the future. Tom Cruise continues to prove he is a true action star. At the MTV Movie and TV Awards on Sunday, the actor won an award for best performance in a movie for his role in Top Gun Maverick. And his acceptance speech was a pre-recorded video made while he was piloting a plane. Cruz thanked viewers for voting for him and said, I love you. I love entertaining you. The golden popcorn statuette was strapped into the passenger seat. To be clear, a Paramount representative confirmed Cruz was piloting that plane himself. It was also the same P-51 Mustang he flew in Top Gun Maverick. Cruz is known for doing his own stunts. Top Gun Maverick is a sequel to the 1986 blockbuster Top Gun. It was the highest grossing film in 2022 and Cruise's first movie to reach the billion dollar milestone. A collection of 700 pieces of jewelry is up for sale in Switzerland. It's from a late Austrian billionaire and it's the world's largest, most valuable collection of its kind to go up for auction. The jewelry was collected by late Heidi Horton beginning in the early 1970s. It also contains 100 pieces from Bulgari, the most important collection from that brand that Christie's has seen. The auction house says the collection could fetch more than $150 million. That would surpass the record sale of Elizabeth Taylor's collection at Christie's in 2011, as well as another jewel collection that topped $100 million in 2019. There is the Briolet of India, 
a 90 carat D color, the whitest briolet drop that's estimated between 10 and 15 million dollars. We also have one of the finest natural pearl necklaces, oriental pearls, three strands with an 11 carat pink diamond clasp, quite rare, which we've estimated between seven and $10 million. Christie's says proceeds from the auction will benefit the Heidi Horton Foundation, which supports causes including healthcare, and a significant contribution will go towards advancing Holocaust research and education. A vibrant display of music and dancing from the streets of Manhattan. Over the weekend, Falun Gong practitioners in New York celebrated the upcoming World Falun Dafa Day. Let's take a look. To the sound of gentle music, hundreds of Falun Gong practitioners demonstrated their exercises in Union Square. There, the group showcased an array of cultural programs. I had never heard of this, and I'm, I think it's great. And then I was just looking on my phone, and I was handed this nice petition, I was handed this nice... The performance kicked off with majestic marching band music, followed by Chinese dragon and lion dances, solo singing, a children's dance called Spring Blossoms, and a traditional Chinese flute playing. These programs drew rounds of applause from the audience. I love things from China. I love to dance and I love singing. According to the organizer, the performers gathered to mark a special day. We are holding this event to celebrate Falun Dafa Day. Through the celebration, we also want to present the beauty of Falun Dafa. On May 13, 1992, the meditation practice of Falun Gong, also known as Falun Dafa, was introduced to the public in China. Tens of millions were soon practicing its five exercises every day and made its principles of truthfulness, compassion, and tolerance an integral part of their lives. Followers say the practice brings physical and mental health and guides one to let go of harmful behaviors. Today, Falun Gong has spread to more than 100 countries around the world. We hope that through this performance, people can appreciate the beauty of the arts and the inner world of Falun Dafa practitioners. May 13th also marks the birthday of Mr. Li Hongzhi, the founder of Falun Gong. New York representatives sent letters of greeting to honor the occasion. Organizers say there will be another major parade this Friday in celebration. Thank you for tuning in today. If you'd like to share any news tips or feedback for the show, please feel free to email us at news.today at ntd.com. I'm Chris Beers, and you're watching NTD News, New York City.